all hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. And we're back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty Hogan. And I'm Eric Berry. And this week... We're going to be talking about the entertainment in the Star Trek franchise. There's a lot of entertainment in Star Trek franchise. Yeah. Everybody have a good uh, holiday time? Yeah, I, I, I had a great get holiday. Any, get any good I, gifts, Star Trek-wise? I got a lot of good Star Trek gifts. My brother-in-law, he crochets, and I actually got a next-generation stylized uniform blanket that he made. Ah, mm, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. It's in the command red. It's got four big pips and a big communicator badge. Nice. Uh, it's actually really awesome. So I'll probably post some pictures of it. I also got a homemade Andorian hat. I saw that. My girlfriend's uh, mom made it. And it is awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, is it warm? It's ve- it's actually very warm. It's it replicates the style of the Enterprise Andorians. Mm-hmm. So it's even got like their forehead bumps, uh-huh. uh, antennae, and and their hairstyle. So it's it's actually really cool. And the funny thing is, is she made it from real Andorian. <laughs> yeah, she went to Andoria and like just scalped <laughs> one of their Andorians. Uh, for myself, I bought the Star Trek Next Generation Pez dispensers. Mm. Aaron got two of those this year. <laughs> yeah, I got two of them. Two? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I'm going to steal one. Which one are you going to keep? Both of them. Yeah. You should sell it on eBay. I was thinking about opening one. You eat. can't open them. Why you not? know the rules about opening things. I was going to open you have them two, and then eat, and eat the Pez. Eat and eat and Pez? <laughs> yeah. Eat and eat um, so you got two of them. What else did you get, Aaron? But Eric, did you get anything else? The, the, the last thing I forgot to mention, uh, my, which my brother-in-law also made, he made these, uh, I don't know, like cross-stitched or em- embroidered or whatever, but they're like little Star Trek, uh, pins. Two of them are, uh, the badges. One of them's like a pixel looking, uh, Riker. Okay. And, uh, and I also got like a little hanging Enterprise ornament. Cool. Is that from Hallmark? No, it's uh, it's actually one of his embroidered creations. It's actually oh. pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you get, Aaron? Other than your Pez that you want to open up and eat, uh. which is the worst <laughs> candy in the world, yeah, well. next to Smarties, actually. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I got the uh, pizza cutter. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I pretty cool. Not the gold one, though. He didn't get the gold-plated one. Yeah, not the gold one. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I love how your voice just... Oh, okay. That's not... Oh, the regular one? The regular yeah. one? <laughs> you can't cut pizza the same way, I mean. But I'm I'm holding it right now. It's quite big, actually. <laughs> That's it's impressive. Said. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is impressive. It, it's got a nice salsa. A little thin. Yeah, it's uh, it's squashed down. It's not like the full height of no, the end. Because if you did that, I don't think it would work very well. You wouldn't be able to hold it, or yeah, you know, yeah. 
What else? You got something else that was cool. I got the Star Trek bottle opener. So it's also shaped it's the like Enterprise. the Enterprise. That's a little warped, too, as far as shape. Yeah, it has it, to be wider. Yeah, it's flat. and <laughs> It's flat. And it's has flat, the, yeah. Uh, the opening in the saucer section for the bottle now, can you, to open. Can you clean this in the dishwasher? I wouldn't. Okay. Just wondering. I don't know. I actually didn't look, but I've been washing it by hand when I use it. How much pizza have you been having? <laughs> Quite a bit since he got it, yeah. yeah. He's like, tonight, pizza! I've had a couple of, like, pizza for once. He had people over. He's like, you want to get pizza? <laughs> and then I cut it. Oh, you uh, cut the cheese already. Huh? Uh, let's see, what else did I get? I got the Hallmark ornament of the Spocks. I mentioned that, I think, the last Spocks. time. Uh, oh, from the scene from the uh, first Mind yeah. Star Trek? Yep. Yeah. Yep. This week on the Spocks. <laughs> that one. I also got uh, the McCoy. Which one's that? One. Just it, the standing one? Yeah, it's just it's just him standing. It's part of a series. I have the others in the series mm-hmm. as well. You have the Kirk, right? Kirk, Spock, and then the McCoy. I wonder uh, if they'll do a Scotty and... Uh... Yeah, I'm sure they will. And it's Star Trek. Well, they're going to they're they milk do. that. But then again, I'm talking to a kid that's using a pizza cutter every night of the week. <laughs> I, didn't use, I had pizza today, and I didn't use it. You didn't? I didn't. What's I didn't, wrong with I didn't you? want to get. I didn't want to have to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't want to have to actually do work. You know. I I think that's all the Star Trek I got. I told you I want the one. I want them to come out with that salt shaker that Kirk has in the 2009 Star Trek. You know. Yeah. In the that would in the be bar. perfect. I would love to have that. But that's actually Kelvin. That's the Kelvin. Yeah. Well, that's or fine. generic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I actually got a couple of ornaments, too. I got the... Did I get the Spocks? I think I got the Spocks. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? Um, Aaron, you just gave me basically all of my Star Trek things this, this year anyways. Uh, well, not Star Trek. My opposite, oh. my Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I got year. you a bunch of Star, Star Wars, Wars stuff. stuff. Yeah, I actually didn't get that much from Star Trek this year, yeah. which I'm kind of I'm bummed about. Actually, I got one thing. I got the... Uh, Xbox 360 version of um, the game DAC. I think it's Legacy. Oh, Legacy. Legacy? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry because <laughs> I haven't that played it. Is such a bad game. It is. I have it for the PC. Really? Legacy. Is that bad? It it's horrible. <laughs> oh great. I, I'm I'm sorry to break it to you, but it's pretty bad. I couldn't get through the first mission because the controls and flying around the ship, mm-hmm. it's really bad. Yeah, well... No, you never know. But there is a good Star Trek game uh, coming out this year. This is that the... More like a, yeah, that it's the, new, the J.J. Abrams one? Yeah, and it looks yeah, great. It looks good, yeah. But um, that's all I got for Star Trek stuff. I got clothes this year. Who gives clothes, really? Come on. Not even, a, not even a Star Trek <laughs> uniform. Uh, well, you guys stop playing with that pizza cutter? <laughs> <laughs> Marty, put it down. <laughs> I know it's awesome, but... <laughs> you know, if it has moving parts, I like to touch it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Would you guys please keep... This is a PG. <laughs> I'll put it down, okay? All right. There we go. All I right. can't guarantee I won't pick it up. All right. But... So, uh, I guess we'll jump into the news. Jump into it. Let's jump in. Jump. 
so to start off, uh, uh, some sad news. J.J. Abrams granted a uh, dying Star Trek fan, Daniel Craft, mm-hmm. uh, the chance to see Star Trek Into Darkness months in advance of its release. Unfortunately, this, this past Friday, Daniel passed, passed away, away from uh, his cancer. So that's horrible, but yeah. at least he got granted that one wish. You know? Yeah, he got to see it. I guess they um, had they still had him and his wife sign a bunch of uh, release forms. <laughs> before, That's so nice. Before That's so they yes. uh, let him watch, <laughs> just in it. case he survived, right? Well, yeah. I guess it was just a rough cut too. They weren't exactly finished, but you know, Star Trek into it's like puppets. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whoops! No sci-fi. No CGI. No CGI. <laughs> There's probably no effects in the back and certain things. Yeah. Well, it was nice that he got to uh, got to see that. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. On to happier news. Uh, Deep Space Nine turned 20 years old. I feel very old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do too. Wow, I was in middle, well, yeah, junior high when it came out. I was I was in third grade when it came grade, out. That's great, Aaron. I was in sixth grade? Yeah. Sixth yeah, grade. I was in sixth to seventh. It came out in 93, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Did it come out in 93? Uh, yeah, 2013. Yeah. No, then I was in 8th grade. 8th grade? 8th grade. You guys are old. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the future, they'll have a, a fix for that. So it's turned 20. Yeah. So for all of you TV shows out there that think it's a hot TV show, you can now ask it out. Anyways, it's legal. Anyway, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's, been, it's been legal for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, well. well. Uh, I'm su- Actually, for more years in some of the southern states that we call part of our union. Anyway. I'm surprised there hasn't been more promotion for this, though. See, it wasn't pushed as much as, like, the like, next generation. Yeah, I the don't next feel generation that it had, ever was. Had more of, like... Yeah, see, I could see them pushing the huge thing, but well, here's well, it's it's next generation's big twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, that um, kind of puts it down or on the twenty. Yeah, so I think they might do a bigger thing for Deep Space Nine for their twenty fifth. Oh, okay, <laughs> I don't think twenty is that. I mean, it's a big number, but it's not like one of those milestone. Yeah, that that's true. No, that's true. So, let's see. Star Trek The Experience turns 15... Wait a minute. Star Trek The Experience? Yeah. Does that even exist anymore? It doesn't exist anymore. Well, how can it turn 15, then? It's the 15th anniversary of its opening day. Okay, not to put a downer on it, but if <laughs> Jimmy gets hit by a train in third grade, yeah, he doesn't turn 15. Well, it's still... It's the 15th... Uh, anniversary, anniversary of something that they created that didn't last 15 years. It didn't, but... Uh, it has a huge fan base. By the way, I think the Hilton's yeah. gone too, isn't it? The one that was in? I don't know. What was that? The Hilton out in Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah, it was the Las Vegas. Is that Vegas still there? I believe so. Let, let me look. Yeah, because I don't know if that's even there anymore. They should put it in like classy place like Bellagio. <laughs> Actually, see, I could see them bringing it back somewhere else, like in Hollywood. Well, they did have, I might be mistaken, but like a... like. Uh, a roving, not a roving, but a... The sets um, going around? Yeah. Yeah, it's still doing that. Actually, you're right. It's not the Las Vegas Hilton anymore. No. It's the Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. Yeah, because hmm. Hilton uh, sold the rights to it because they were losing money hand over the fist, I think. Yeah. I think it had to do... They put a lot of money into that Star Trek experience. Did either of you ever no. see it? Did You obviously were uh, not there. I did not get to go to it, unfortunately, but 
this past weekend, I was hanging out with my brother-in-law, and we were watching the bonus features on the Star Trek uh, TNG movies Blu-ray set. Yeah, and it has the thing for it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got the full... Like, coming to Las Vegas! Yeah, It's got uh, a whole featurette that covers um, the behind-the-scenes when they closed it. Yeah. And it's actually uh, pretty emotional because you're they're interviewing all the performers and, you know, how some of them have were there all the years that the experience ran. Mm. And it's it's definitely worth checking out. Also on the set, they actually have a tour of both experiences, like the Borg 4D yeah. and the Klingon one. So it's like you're there, but not really. But you get a taste of what it was. I see. Well... You know, one of my fr- one of our mutual friends, Adam. Yes, he went there. Oh, he yeah. actually got to see it. He yeah. only saw it like he was there four days with his parents one year, mm. and he got to see it. But he said it was great, but it wasn't as great as he thought it was going to be. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. What I wanted to see was the promenade. That's what I really wanted to see, because they say that that was amazing because it was like full promenade. You could see everything. It was down to detail. You know, yeah, that's what I really want. I mean, they showed part of it in that uh, feature set. Yeah. And it looked bar. amazing. They it, actually it had looked Quark's like, bar. Yeah, it looked like the show. And they actually served food in Quark's Bar. You could get, like, some types of other cuisines that you'd see like, on. Gah. I think you could. Just and they had, It didn't move. <laughs> and they definitely had uh, different drinks. They had, like, the wormhole. Yeah. You know, different themed drinks. Nice. Was Chase Masterson serving them? Because that's probably a way I could, you could get she me was, to go there. Yeah. <laughs> she was actually in that um, bonus feature set. They were interviewing her because yeah. I guess she was such a huge fan of the Star Trek experience. Uh, she was there all the time, I guess. Well, she goes uh-huh. to things like that all the time, the, you know, the conventions and stuff. Right. I think Eric said that you've met her uh, a yeah. couple times. Yeah, I, I've uh, met her at one time okay. uh, at a convention, and she's super nice. She's really a class act. Nice. <laughs> and she looks good. So. <laughs> uh, I would hope so. I mean, I'd hope it's not just hype, you know? <laughs> it's not all just You, 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 uh, you go up to her, and she, yeah, she, she looks like something from, like, Jabba the Hutt's place. <laughs> You're like, wow, what do they do? Uh, it's really good FX, though. So what else is going on, Aaron? So they released the photo of the, the cover art for Star Trek Enterprise. Which is totally one. nothing like what we saw before. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they say it's going to be either A or B, and they come up with Z. <laughs> Well, they um. Look at it. It looks nothing like the original. One well, of them was a split <laughs> with his face in the middle and the symbols. So, so Star Trek dot com actually did an interview with the producer or whoever the who is in charge of the new Blu-ray set, and they said that they looked at all of the votes. It was pretty even across the board. Then they went and looked at everyone's comments. Yeah, and they took all the comments into consideration. There was, I think, over 40,000 votes, or it was some really huge number. So the cover is actually a culmination of all the fan input. That's cool. 
Yeah, and I guess this this image, it's all of them in their spacesuits. Which never like, actually happened, you know. You never saw them all in the spacesuits. Right, but I actually remember this image. This was a huge um, promotional image. When it first came out? Yeah, before Enterprise came out. It was uh, for a few advertisements in entertainment magazines. Yeah. So they were able to find that high-res image and use it for this set. It's actually a really... I like this a lot better. Think of it than, this way. It's like, you know, think of the voting process. You're yeah. like, you get to choose one or the other, blah, blah, blah. And basically, from the exit polls, we elected a president instead of <laughs> actually... <laughs> they're pretty straight down the line. So we came out, and they all said they liked Ralph Nader, so we elected him. What? No. Well, I think I said I didn't like any of them. Uh, when we I didn't either. first talked about but it. But I most I didn't like the parts of having them on the sides. Yeah. So this really doesn't work for me. Oh, you don't like this? No, no. And it has too much clothes on. What's her name? <laughs> Anyways. On Hoshi? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I can see them uh, like for each season just changing that background color. I don't think oh. they'll keep that that picture, though. I think they'll I change really it. hope they do a different image, like maybe oh, okay. a different crew shot. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the uniforms, the dress uniforms, one season. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean they have maybe the Mirror World ones for one season. Mm. That would be cool. Yeah, that might be cool. And it reduces the amount of fabric on. No, never mind. Um, do you want me to go back to playing with the pizza? No. Cutter? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this actually I liked season one of Enterprise. I thought it was cool when it first came out because it was so different. Yeah. But again, really too short of a series. They, uh, I would love for them to go back and do something more. Yeah, me too. They they were so close to covering the the Romulan War. It, yeah. it would have been nice. Yeah, I feel like they should. That's what they should have started out with. Personally, was the Romulan War. I think it would have. No, I think they started where it was supposed to start. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it ended where it was supposed to end. Uh-huh. I I agree. So, moving on. <laughs> Have either of you guys heard of this uh, project called Enterprise in Space? Yes, because you brought it up about two weeks ago. Did I? Yes. You have amnesia. Do you remember this? He brought this up. It's a satellite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, I, I didn't. Know. I didn't bring it, it up. Yeah, you did. It wasn't in the show. Yes, it was. Was it? Yeah. No, I don't think it was in the show. No, but it wasn't I remember show. talking yeah. about it. No. Yeah, we talked about it. I don't think I talked about it on the show. I don't think you'd think... I don't. Well, let's talk mind. about it again. All right. <laughs> so it basically looks like a remote control in space that's shaped like the Enterprise. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, a tribute to Gene Roddenberry's vision uh, and to promote uh, sending... They should have sent, sent bifocals into space then. <laughs> the sending an eight-foot Enterprise satellite into physical space. Eight foot? That's it? Yeah. It's really carrying an actual science payload uh, as a science and space education project for all ages. So the uh, they have a picture of the mock-up, and it's um, you know crudely shaped like uh, the Enterprise with uh, the saucer section and uh, nacelles. And I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great idea to. Is it gonna is it gonna stay up there? Indefinitely, or what well, has state-of-the-art atmospheric re-entry material? Uh, so I think so. It'll probably burn up like everything else. Because <laughs> God knows, NASA has tried that with certain things. Yeah. Well, this uh, isn't a NASA 
This I know, but NASA, so. then it might actually survive. Yeah. And if any of you want to check it out, you can check out their Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash enterprise in space. That's all one word. So, Star Trek Into Darkness, nine-minute preview in front of the Hobbit. Hobbit movie. The Hobbit movie, yes, in front of the Hobbit, in front of the dwarfs. Yeah. Actually, the Hobbit movie, just to give it a little uh, shout-out, it was a, actually, I liked it much better than the other three. I didn't Lord like the, the original Lord of the Rings. I liked this. This was a very good story. It was. I think they should have done this first, okay. by far. Yeah. But anyways. I, I haven't seen it yet. It was really good. I haven't seen it yet either. Don't worry. It doesn't end in the end anyway, so don't matter. Yes, yeah, like two more movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> the nine minutes, you didn't see it though, Eric, did you? I did not see the nine minutes. You didn't see the nine minutes. So I'm the only yeah. guy that saw the nine minutes. Yes, so tell us. Tell us about the nine minutes. That's very objective of me. Have you guys looked it up at all online? No. It, it starts in London, uh-huh. and it's very weird because it starts in a room in a, in a, in a house mm-hmm. that looks very now. Like, you could have this apartment in this day and age. Yeah. There's nothing that looks new. Yeah. Guy gets up, uh, African-American. Actually, it can't be because he's in Britain. So a British African, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, he gets up, he goes over to the window, and you see it's the future. Yeah. And London is more built up. Like now, they've kept it very low skyline there. I think there's a rule to that over there. But obviously, in the future, they've thrown that out the window because there's huge skyscrapers and all that. But you yeah. still see St. Paul's Cathedral. You see um, Tower Bridge. You see all the things you normally see in London. Mm-hmm. So. It goes from there to a hospital room, and he's meeting with him and his wife are meeting with a doctor, and you know that in like despair. And they go into the room, and the daughter obviously has some kind of ailment. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's cancer or anything else, but she's physically you can see there's a problem. Yeah, she's only about like eight. So then it goes fast forwards to outside, and Cumberbatch shows up, mm-hmm. and he says to her, "I can save her," and then. It, Cuts from that scene, okay, mm-hmm. to that scene of that temple, the Mayan temple you see with all the red leaves, the red br- uh, branches okay. in the preview. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Is that some kind of alien planet? Yes. And Kirk and McCoy are running away from it because they're being chased by the indigenous people, mm-hmm. okay? And Kirk's got something in his hand. He keeps on running, and McCoy basically yells at him. I guess they didn't take it well. And he goes, you can say that. Oh, wait, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Spoiler alert. Okay, go ahead. Spoiler alert? Yeah, spoiler (laughs) alert for people who haven't seen this. Well, you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, you read about it. Yeah. So um, they're running, running, running. He puts up this this, um, some kind of a proclamation thing. It's a religious proclamation on a tree. And they all stop. And they keep uh, Kirk and McCoy keep running towards this this ledge. Mm -hmm. They jump off. You see that in the movie. What you don't see, and this is the spoiler, when they dive into the ocean, they swim into the Enterprise. Yeah. It's under the ocean. What? Yeah. <laughs> so they get into the Enterprise. They, they're drying off, and the first person you see is Scotty. Scotty says, Mr. Scott, have you heard anything from the, the shuttlecraft? Now, while this is happening, they show the shuttlecraft, and it's flying above a volcano. Mm-hmm. And it's Uhura and Spock and Sulu. And they're in these new, newer uniforms. Spock is then lowered down in this 
heat resistant suit that we've seen in the in the the cuts and pieces we've seen over time yeah. into the mouth of the volcano mm-hmm. with this machine with them. Supposedly, it's going to stop the detonation of that uh, volcano so yeah. that they can save the indigenous race of the planet because the planet's going to blow up. Wait a minute. Isn't that um, going against the prime directive? Yes, which is <laughs> funny because they've been sent to do this. What? Yeah. So well, they get they get down there, yep. and Spock basically disconnects, and the shuttlecraft has problems because of all the smoke going into the thing. They knew this was going to happen, but they thought they'd get Spock back up and move out of the way before they dive into the ocean. Yeah. So Ahura and Sulu dive into the ocean, get to the Enterprise, and basically Spock is stuck there. Mm-hmm. And they're on the bridge. They're all soaking wet still. And basically it goes into that whole story of, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do, Captain. Spock is saying to the Captain, get the Enterprise out of there. Oh, the needs of the many. And he even says that. Yeah. He says, uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And he goes, don't give me that crap, Spock, basically. Yeah. And McCoy says, he goes, what should I do? And McCoy goes, what would he do if he was here? He goes, you know what he'd do, Jim. He'd leave you. Mm-hmm. And it stops there. That's what? all you say. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Now, basically, basically... Um, what I have found is that there's a bunch of telling things in just that nine minutes. Mm-hmm. One, Cumberbach has some kind of way of healing people. Mm-hmm. That brings me back to the augmentation. It has to be. It just, I mean, there's no other, I don't see any other way. No. Two, the Enterprise obviously is on a mission that doesn't totally conform to what the Starfleet we know of. Well, from... What we've seen in the original series, the captains back then weren't exactly yeah. going by the book. Plus, they weren't breaking any of the rules in the fact that they were trying to hide who they were. And the Enterprise is hidden. Yeah, that's true. All right? The only thing is they're not really supposed to intervene in the destruction of a planet when it's natural. Remember that episode with uh, Data? And he goes. There was to, a lot of episodes with Data. <laughs> it's, I think it's the first. Actually, all of them. First or second season. Yeah. Um, he goes to that planet and there's that because he's been having contact with this uh, girl. Oh yeah, that little girl. Yeah. He swears she was 19. What? Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. And because of Data's interference, he, they end up ha- end changing, up, uh, saving the planet. They wipe her memory. Yeah, but they uh, save the planet. But they save their planet. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are some ways to interfere in it, mm-hmm. and they're trying not to, but it's hilarious how the Enterprise is under the ocean. I feel like they can Wouldn't you perfectly. see that? First of all, <laughs> wouldn't you see the Enterprise landing in the ocean, even if it was at nighttime? Yeah. It's kind of hard to miss. Even in pitch black, you would see something coming in. Yeah. Unless well, they landed in, like, the middle of the ocean, like, and then way moved, out there. And then moved closer. Yeah. yeah. I guess. But I feel like... You know, they won't see them if they're in orbit, right? What about the steam coming off the ship? Because when you come into orbit, as we talked about a second ago, there's friction. If you come into the ocean, the heat from the... It's going to displace some heat. Right, why why couldn't they just beam down? Why couldn't they be in orbit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the reason being... It is wouldn't be as cool. No, I, I think the whole point was they couldn't get close enough to the volcano and its proximity to the people without being right there. Well, I mean, the shuttlecraft would have been able to do it fine. 
Yeah, they could just taken a shuttle down. I I I don't know. I'm not writing for this guy. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if I was writing for this guy, I don't think I'd write it that way. But the thing about this movie is, is I've found some other tidbits. Have you found anything lately about this? Uh, such as. No, like insights to what this might or, be about. Have you read the description on the Paramount site? No. There's a blurb about what the movie's about, and it's changed twice, actually. Okay. The first... I, I remember... Have we, you seen this? Yeah. We read it on one of our episodes. Yeah. We read the one little of the, synopsis. The first incarnation is very basic mm-hmm. and says that basically Kamabak is a terrorist. But he's yeah. not the typical terrorist. He's doing it for a reason. Obviously, everybody says that. And he's looking for revenge. However, they added into it that Kirk and his, whatever, gallant crew must must endeavor to go to a foreign world mm-hmm. and save Earth. Foreign world. Kronos. He's going to try to do something, I think, to the Klingon home planet. So it ends up putting... The Federation Klingons at war. I think that's what it's about. I, I did hear that there are Klingons in this movie. Actually, what I read lately is that it's a major part of the movie. Mm-hmm. We wow. The pieces we've been shown yeah. are not the full, like, it's from the beginning, beginning. Yeah. Most of the movie is actually not on Earth. But you do see in the trailer... Um, the Enterprise crashing into San Francisco Bay. Well, you don't know if that's the Enterprise. Either. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. The- We've had actually. There's a person, and I think they go too far sometimes. But they uh-huh. took the picture. Yeah. And they can uh, they uh, what do you call it? Superimposed. Yeah, not superimposed, but looked at the shape of the nacelles versus the nacelles that are on the Enterprise. Yeah. And they don't match. Yeah, it, um, they look more like the original movies. And plus, the pylons looked like they the come further, out they're yeah. too straight. Yeah, I think the like py- the original Enterprise, like the original been. Enterprise. Yeah. Somebody also said that there are two ships in this, uh-huh. and you know how you see Kamabak in the in captain's the chair. chair. Yeah. yeah. So there's another ship. There is another this, ship. This is very much sounding like Khan. I know yeah. that they said that. He's not Khan. He's like John Harrison or something. Yeah. Well, but I mean, two ships like Reliant Enterprise. Like it just. I don't think it's Reliant though. I think actually Kumbabak comes from an earlier time. That's honestly what I think it is. I think that Spock is connected to him, not Kirk. I think it's the opposite this time because Spock was more of the person involved with Starfleet before, not Kirk. Also, the hand on the window. Yeah. Believe it or not, and you can look this up online. This is interesting. Somebody also with a lot of free time. I saw this. Did you see this? It's actually, yeah. It is Kirk's hand. It's Kirk's hand, yeah. It's Kirk's hand. They, they... took the vein on his hand <laughs> oh, and saw it in another movie and combined the two when they're exactly they, the same. They did analysis on Cumberbox hands mm-hmm. and um, Kirk's hands, or um, Chris Pine's hands. Uh-huh. They looked at all kinds of movies. Yeah. They they looked at the shape of their thumbs, mm-hmm. um, the the way their fingers are separated. Yeah. It's definitively, and, and it's Kirk's. and they, it's like this whole big thing on DeviantArt. It's like this one big huge image. Actually, you can look it up if you want, but it's interesting. It's very interesting that somebody would go that far, and it's scary. But <laughs> it's Star Trek. We're Trekkies. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> that's what the, we do. The other thing that I was told is 
not told, but I've seen from the things. Yeah. Have you seen the um, new preview where they show um, Kirk skydiving? Or orbital diving? Yeah. Do you notice these orbital diving through a lot of uh, debris? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see the picture of the Enterprise destroyed, by the way, in the preview? No. The deflector dish is off. The nacelles blown off. The top of the um, saucer sections blown up. Mm -hmm. No, I, I haven't seen it. The Enterprise, I think, and this is only speculation, yeah. but I think the Enterprise gets destroyed. What? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if it was like that early in its career? Yeah. There's a lot more letters though left. Yeah. I, I guess if uh, if it is destroyed, the next movie would have the A. I think what if well actually I'll I'll show you something later too, and Eric, you can look this up, but there's a whole slew of articles on the new Enterprise. Oh yeah. Not new as in the J.J. Abrams, mm -hmm. the new Enterprise design in this movie. So something, uh, the other reason I think that happens is, is you've seen the picture of him in the quarantine thing with Kirk and Spock standing there. Yeah. Okay. The scenes in the movie where they show the Enterprise totally empty. Yeah. Okay. And he's the only one standing on the Enterprise. And I have a feeling that they self-destruct to destroy him. Hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to send me that. Yeah, I'll send you that, but I, I do really... To have a feeling that's what that is. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Um, Definitely not Star Trek-y. Like, but it's never been... I mean, that's not what J.J. Abrams is going for. Yeah. You know, that's the truth. He's trying to bring new new life into something that people are expecting to be exactly the same. But at the same time, if it is the con thing and that's mixed into it, mm -hmm. it is exactly the same. Yeah. The other The other thing that I've been reading, trying to figure out who... What's his name there? Um, the one that played RoboCop. Peter Weller. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out who he is because it, it's boggling me. And yeah. somebody said online that they think it's it, actually two or three coincided, coincided in this one, that they think it's going to be Admiral Archer. Admiral Archer. Mm -hmm. I don't know how really? the timelines the timelines are totally messed up, but remember he said Admiral Archer's beagle. He's yeah. still around. Yeah. He would have to be very old. But yeah. McCoy was very old. Yeah. Well, no, it was 100 years later. Well, no, 60 years later, but yeah, it's still. Well, that, but that would be interesting because Peter Weller starred in the fourth season of Enterprise. Yeah, right. I, yeah. yeah. That was a good episode, too. I like yes. that. Wasn't was a good he the one on, on the moon, yeah. right? He was the guy mm -hmm. on the moon? Yeah. yeah. That had the weapon. Yeah, Terra Prime. Yeah. yeah. Not to get off Scubject. Scubject? Anyways. <laughs> Scubject. Scubject, yes. Have you guys seen the uh, previews for RoboCop, the new one? Uh, it looks horrible. Not the previews. I saw a, <laughs> The designs. Uh, I saw the designs. It's an all-black uniform. I think looks it, like Batman. I think it's kind of cool. The um, the kind of viral video that they had that came With out. With the gun and the, the leg? No, not that one. It was for like the um, that one that that big machine that oh, walks and Ed fires. Oh, 209? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's new too, but it looks similar. It is, yeah, it's kind of like the one from... The original movies, yeah. The other movie where it like, went rogue and started killing yeah. people. Yeah. And they shot it and it sounded like a chicken or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right, Eric? Yeah. yeah. When they blow them up and it's like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember uh, that. Robots don't do that. Anyways, unless it's Data. Then he makes he makes love like, like that. <laughs> That's what he's. I uh, guess we'll have to ask Tasha. Oh, oh, snap! <laughs> uh, that shape. Anyway, um, so 
anything you guys have heard now that I've gone on ad nauseum for 45 minutes on. I'm just <laughs> excited for this movie, to be quite honest. I think we all. I am too. I, I can't wait. And then we find out it's actually like some stupid story. We're like, no. <laughs> I don't think it'll be stupid. No, I don't, I don't think, think it'll be stupid. But no. I think you could. We could be setting ourselves up for a real big letdown if it isn't as good as what it looks like it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I guess. But I think Trekkies. It's Harry Mud. Trekkies do that with every every movie that comes out. So do Star Wars people too. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know if we actually mentioned this, but J.J. Abrams turned down the opportunity to direct uh, the next Star Wars movie. Yes, he did. From what I read about it, uh-huh. he doesn't feel that he can do the same justice to that that he has to Star Trek. I don't think it would be good to have him on both either. No. How can you have the same, you know what I mean? I think he also wanted to be loyal to uh, this franchise. Uh, well, I don't think it matters either way. Yeah. But Lucas does the effects for all of Star Trek. Yeah. Let's you know. Yeah. And and that's going back since the reg- original 70s, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Back when he had nothing, but they gave him the chance to do it. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll do some other things. I mean, J.J. Abrams is going to be around for a long time. Yeah. He is somewhat. I don't think he's a visionary like G- um, like um, Roddenberry. Yeah. But I think he has his own vision. What else is going there on? There was a um, someone did videotape the nine minute preview, and I said I was sorry with <laughs> with a uh, with like a cell phone. Uh, oh yeah, that must have been great. So video. it was low quality, and it was uploaded to a Russian site. Communists. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Gizmodo uh, took it and posted on their site. They got a cease and desist order. <laughs> Uh, so they, they took down the video, but they were allowed to keep up uh, screenshots from yeah from the uh, from that stolen clip, and they wrote a which synopsis. means they're not really mad about that because you know what? When was the last time that you know of that a bank got robbed, mm-hmm. and they let the guys go, but they let them keep pictures of the money? Well, it's I guess it's different. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it is different. I mean, yeah. they want the publicity. Yeah. You know, you can't buy. Well, you can, but it's cheaper to get that type of publicity than it is. Yeah. Have you gone to that site? The Russian site? No, the one the the one that kept up. The I pictures. went to Giz, I went to Gizmodo. Um, Do they have anything good? Well, they have the pictures of the of those indigenous people. They're kind of weird. They have black eyes. Do they? Uh, the they have black eyes, totally good. black. Yeah. Like, however, one thing I did notice about the this movie again. Mm-hmm. They going back to the original movie's uh, emblem for the Starfleet emblem. Yeah, uh, I noticed that Kirk and Kirk has the original uh, movies. Yeah, have I guess it's a dress uniform that looks like the. It's not as good like Pike's dress uniform that they showed at the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. Looked exactly like the one from the movies. Yeah, that was intentional, and that would have been cool. Yeah, if they had kept that in this one. Mm-hmm. But they decided mm-hmm. to go with more of a militaristic-looking yeah. uniform, okay? Mm-hmm. But they kept the badge. It's that round, the the the, the perfectly round badge right. that came in the first movie. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And they still have the. What I don't like is the new uniforms. Mm-hmm. Like the design, you don't see it from far away. But if you get close up, it's bunches of Delta shields all over the uniform. On the gray one? No, on the red and the yellow and the blue. Oh yeah, no, we I think we knew Ugh, about that. No. You don't like that? No. That's like Nike being everywhere. It's, it just 
That, well, that was in that was in the first movie. Was yeah. it? I didn't notice. Yeah, that. that was my the Spock uniform that I have has uh, has that. That's kind of like camouflage, but you're not really using camouflage. <laughs> it was just something to add texture. They wanted to do. They wanted to keep. You know. But it's kind of weird in this version that they have two totally different uniforms. Mm-hmm. You know, the the one that we would have seen in the original series on the on the ship. Yeah. And then one that's totally different. Yeah. In the dress version, like the dress version of the uniforms in the original series was more like a dressier version of what they wore on the ship. Right. Just like in the next generation. Right. But in this one, it's totally different. Yeah. And the, if you look on the lapels on, uh, they have different pips. Kirk's. Too. Yeah. He has like four of these, uh, pips. They actually look, I looked at them closely. Yeah. Do you remember the symbol? The, the the federation symbol that Spock wore on the belt it had the oval and then it had like those yeah, the, the half moons on the side yeah yeah that's what they look like okay. it looks like an outline of that on the shoulders okay so it's kind of like a pip but it, it's round but yeah. it's not yeah it's not exactly a pip it's not no. like the pips from the next generation but it's the idea of the same thing like it, it's a harken back to our time with the mm-hmm. Like a captain has four of them across. Yeah, four the yeah. stripes. Yeah, and it's a harken forward to the the next generation with the yeah the pips. Right. Or back to Enterprise with the square button, the square pegs. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You know. Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense then if you uh, connect it mm-hmm. that way. I actually. I also noticed that he's going more with the te- with the contemporary look in the dress uniform because they have the hats mm-hmm. that the military have now. Yeah. They had that in the first one too, but they were a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Eric. What do you think of the the as far as the uniform idea here? Do you think they're kind of going different than the first one? Well, it looks like they're keeping the the original, like you said, the one that is on the ship. I'm actually glad that they're experimenting with it, you know, with different uniforms and different styles. But I think there'll be a point where it gets too much. You know, uh, yeah, I like the difference. I, I like them trying to mix it up a little bit, but um, at least they're not all wearing red again. You know, like the cadets' uniforms. Yeah. Now, what I would have liked to kind of seen. What? Like in Enterprise, they had patches for the ships, right? Yeah. In the TOS, they kind of had that as well. But um, was the shields with the with their yeah. Like I was just drawing, I showed you the Constellation one in the Enterprise's Delta Shield. The Constellation was like a star. Yeah, it was it round. Different, different There was one on that it. was like an atom shape. Right. Yeah. I would like to see something that connects like those. that on... Like bridges. Yeah, it doesn't have to be necessarily on the uniform, uh, but maybe like... On the ship or on something? On the ship somewhere. Yeah. Well, if you remember, the, the, the symbol on the side, the side Delta Shield, mm-hmm. was Enterprise's symbol. Well, they show that on, on the original series when they have, they're talking to someone at, like, Starfleet or something, and they have, like, kind of like a wedge kind of Delta shape, uh, and they basically say that's just a stylized uh, Delta Shield mm. for Starfleet's thing. Yeah, but originally Starfleet didn't have the Delta I know, but they try to... They um, try to make it look like that. Yeah, yeah. they try to bridge it that way. I mean, has there even been a design for Starfleet? Is there really a symbol for Starfleet? What's the Delta? I know, but that's that's for... If you think about it, that's for space operations. Starfleet's much bigger than that. 
Well, Starfleet is just the space military scientific branch, diplomatic branch. They also have aquatic. Enter- Enterprise had a patch for Starfleet. Right, yeah. Did it? Yeah. yeah. It was and it wasn't their- USPA? No, but they did have uh, USPA. In yeah, Enterprise. I remember that, yeah. Um, but it was actually in the um, last episode when they went into the future. The ten years, yeah. Yeah, they had a secondary they had a patch. patch. Yeah, everybody Starfleet. had this ship's patch and Starfleet yeah. patch. And actually, they show uh, use use buzz patch in Star Trek Voyager in a Voyager episode. That's true. Yeah. On the ship. Did you just bring up Voyager? Yeah, I did. You know he's going to sign Thanks, on. <laughs> I'm trying to bridge the, uh, the generations. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be an interesting uh, movie. Yeah. It should, really. I mean, obviously, I think it's getting closer and closer to being Khan, though, a Khan-like movie. Yeah, like like I um, said before, I but think it's a augment. Yeah, a I, terrorist thing, though. Uh-huh. Like, you know, after 2001, and I hate to say this, mm-hmm. after the terrorist attacks, we had kind of a... What's the word? It's not an affinity, but we, because we got closer to what happened because of it, I think shows got into more of the terrorism stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Shows on TV, even documentaries, things like that. But Star Trek did too. Mm-hmm. If you remember, they brought the augments in, in Enterprise. Well, I mean, it's just uh, what Star Trek usually tries to do, it tries to um, be a commentary on the times. But if you notice, even the last few years, there's been more terrorism. Well, not more, but there's been an upswing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the last... Year and a half, really. Ten years or so. Even in Enterprise, they had, um, with that Terror Prime episode, perfect example, with uh, terrorism. Yeah, and even um, the Suleban being part of a cabal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some guy standing in the thing going, and actually, I don't know who Next you are. Generation had some uh, terrorist episodes. Yes, they did. But it, it, those terrorist episodes. If you were, you were young. But if you go back mm-hmm. and look at it, I don't think I appreciated those episodes as much mm-hmm. as I do after it happened to us here. It's kind of a mindset thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we also know, it, see, in this movie, he's he's not making like Khan was evil, not evil, but he was evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was a bad guy's bad guy. Yeah. Okay. And he wanted to destroy Kirk. I don't think that's what this movie's about. I think this movie's about destroying everything in sake to make people pay for what's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the Jean-Luc Picard in, in First Contact, I'll make them pay for what they've done. Yeah. That kind of... Hopefully it's not a an even number... I mean, an odd number movie. <laughs> even though it's an even number movie. <laughs> Um, okay, so what else you got? So the last thing on our news here, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, there's a... Are you kidding me? There's an artist that makes artwork out of uh, pancakes. <laughs> uh, and I guess the this artist did What's it... What's his name? Um, Do you know what the artist's name is? Uh, I don't know offhand, but wow. he did it making pancakes for his kid. So it was something to do, and it's actually really, really cool. Uh, I mean, the this one looks like Mary and Jesus Christ. No, just kidding. <laughs> actually, he's probably done those too. Oh yeah, he's done a bunch. The uh, website. Uh, it's, oh, he's probably done a bunch of something, but I don't know what it is. If you go to uh, 
S-A-I-P-A-N-C-A-K-E-S. Sci Pancakes. Uh, Blogspot.com. You'll be able to see It'll it It'll be on our site. Uh, I guess I can put it yeah, on Yeah, you can put it on there because people aren't going to remember that. Yeah. Uh, if you go there, you'll be able to see all the different ones that this uh, guy has done, uh, especially the Star Trek one. It, yes, I'll take in a her and a Spock with a <laughs> side of uh, bacon. <laughs> Actually, uh, when the original Star Trek, not the original Star Trek, but when the 2009 movie came out, mm-hmm. they had... you got to come up with a better name than that because we keep on saying the original new one or the <laughs> 2009 new one or... The 2009 movie, or whatever. Yeah. We need a new name. So, JJ's uh, Star Trek. <laughs> uh, Star Trek. How about Trek 09? Trek 09. I like that. They had, I want to say it was Waffles with, uh, with uh, Star Trek on waffles. it. It was either Waffle, <laughs> like Frozen Waffles or yeah. Frozen Pancakes. With the Delta Shield on it? They had Delta Shields. They had characters on there, like Sulu, uh, Spock. Were you taking your medicine then? Uh, I always take my okay, medicine. Okay, good. I and think you were imagining these things. No, I have a picture of it somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they obviously didn't change the taste of it. It was just kind of cool to see. crap. <laughs> <laughs> it just had a nice picture on it, like these ones here. I mean, but if you get close into those, I mean, they kind of do look like them, but they, they kind of don't. I mean, McCoy doesn't, but uh, I think the other ones look pretty good. I mean, a her kind of looks like uh, Muhammad Ali, but that's okay. <laughs> Look at her face. Yeah, she looks like she's gone right. twelve rounds. <laughs> wow. Her face looks a little weird. Have you? Do you see it, Eric? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it looks it. like she's been out all night uh, on uh, the planet of galactic peace, naked, d- dancing around. Uh, well, Kirk is good. Yeah, Kirk's good. Spock's. Oh, Spock looks like he's been burned. <laughs> no, Spock looks like the mirror universe. Yeah, because it looks like he has a beard. Yeah. Uh, Sula looks good. McCoy kind of looks like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. They all look like five. And Chekhov kind of—I don't know what to say about Chekhov. Chekhov is kind of. He looks of like spot a thirteen-year-old boy. Actually, he looks like Aaron. <laughs> does he look like Aaron? Uh, no, not no. really. No, no, he's actually half decent looking. Anyways, I'm talking about the pancake, not Aaron. Yeah. Um, these actually look more like uh, like, like animated Del- series. Yeah, versions. and I, I like yeah. how they did the Delta Shield. That's the worst <laughs> one of them all. I mean, oh my god! <laughs> Put that down, son. It's worth millions. No. Uh, so yeah, if you get a chance, go and check. Come on, Ahura does look like she was beaten. Well, it's it, it's pancakes. <laughs> she was beaten with it's pancakes. A pancake. Is she still alive, by the way? Yeah, Michelle she is. You follow her on Twitter. She has a Twitter account. She's hip. She's cool. Yeah, she has She has the Twitter. She's about 20 years behind, but anyway. They all have Twitter, actually, I think. I don't, know, about, still, uh, I don't know about... Uh, I don't know about... What's his name there? Who? Chekhov. The guy who plays Chekhov. Walter, Walter Koenig. Koenig. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, I don't think he has a Twitter, but uh, Kirk, Uhura, and... Uh, you know, these guys really have real names. I don't care. Kirk Ohora, I don't care about their real names. <laughs> Kirk his Ohora name is William Shatner. I know he's horrible, but his name is Shatner. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Would Now Aaron's, Aaron's <laughs> would you buy it section. Would you buy it? I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, so on uh, Star Trek's official uh, score, <laughs> this would you buy it is a 
like latex mask of Locutus of Borg. So it's um, it's kind of creepy, as you can guess. It's uh, it's very creepy, actually. Just a mask of uh, Captain Picard as a Borg. The first contact. Yeah, Locutus. it's more updated. But the thing is, is he also is missing the light thing. The well, one it is eye. just a mask. It could though. be, yeah. Uh, so. But I guess, it's also the evilest looking thing <laughs> I have seen in quite some time. Yeah. I mean, if 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 the Antichrist was coming, that's what I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart without eyes. Uh, so so this is forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's a deal. Uh Eric, would you buy it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I wouldn't buy it because <laughs> I'd be afraid I wouldn't get to sleep at nighttime looking at it. <laughs> It would be Actually, looking at I, me at bed. I, I tried. I tried the link you sent me. It yep. is not coming up. I don't think they have it anymore. Oh, really? I think uh, it's just bummer. that horrible. I, I think it was just that scary. They got sued. Maybe Patrick Stewart goes. That's my likeness. Is not. You is know that what, what he said? Well, I'm. I'm sure what he said is that's my likeness, and I'm not turning into Shatner, where they took his face and made it into Michael Myers. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, it was so popular it sold out. Yeah, I doubt it. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who, who, who? What do you mean J.J. Abrams stocked up on them? No. So uh, I would also not buy it. You also would not. Yeah. It's creepy. Yes. Yeah, so actually it's... I looked at the costume section of the website. Yeah. It looks like it's no longer available. I think that's what we said a minute ago. Yeah. No, but no, I, I'm looking through the site ah. uh, in the costume section. You can still buy Spock ears. Um, of course, you can buy Spock ears. They've been around since 1972. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, so maybe, guys. Would you buy it? Oh, you can't. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, just get the pizza cutter instead. Yeah. The highly recommended. Yes. All right, okay. what's the other thing? Did you have anything else? So, our, our topic's about uh, the entertainment. Entertainment. In Star What's Trek. What's your favorite entertainment from Star Trek? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But, but uh, this is about the entertainment that is in Star Trek. Yes, yes. Uh, so we've broken it up uh, by series. So we've talked about three-dimensional chess before. Yes. I think we all basically... I don't think I could play it to save my life, but I can't play chess. One-dimensional. One-dimensional. <laughs> Two-dimensional. Uh, all right, so anyway, Star Trek three-dimensional. Yeah. I can't play regular chess. Uh-huh. All right. I usually try to jump on the other ones and say king me. I right wrong game. I played yeah. checkers with my father, not chess. Yeah. Right. We were simple folk back then. Three dimensional, you just jump from one plane to another, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can go. They have attack boards. Um, unfortunately, we've seen in the episodes the attack boards not in the same places. Place. Uh, so there isn't. The attack like, boards are the ones that are the two higher ones, right? They're like ones that jet out from the sides. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's like three, and then like two other boards, I believe. But we haven't seen them. Consistent. Do you have? Have you ever played this, Eric? I've I've never played this. I've always wanted to buy Try, it. I've always wanted to have it as yeah as a display. Yes. Yeah, but display. I could couldn't tell you how to play it. No, I I think it comes with a forty-seven page <laughs> manual on how to just play chess. <laughs> Quote on then you download the twelve hundred page document. <laughs> it's uh, yeah the uh, the Franklin Mint. Yeah, um, they used to have that. Yeah, I'd like to have one of those boards. But if I remember, the Franklin Mint one was exceptionally expensive. It was like gold and silver, and it had plated, glass. Probably. The board itself was glass. So next is oh, uh, it's a made up game. 
uh, called Fizzbin. They're all made up. Uh, they're not all made up. <laughs> uh, so, well, Captain Kirk, in order to distract some henchmen that were guarding them in uh, the episode of Piece of the Action, uh, he came up with this complicated game called Fizzbin in order to uh, distract them. So it was a complicated card game. I don't remember game. that. Actually, I, I did see this episode that a couple of weeks me. ago, actually, did I want to say. More than, maybe a couple months on ago. The sh- on the show? On the show, the show? Yeah, I saw the episode. I'm sure if you went to a novelty place, they probably have a game that somebody's created with the rules in it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm actually looking at Memory Alpha's uh, entry of Fizzbin, <laughs> and some of the rules... Um, they're intended to be complex, so Kurt could basically use this as a distraction. Right. But each player gets six cards, except for the player on the dealer's right who gets seven. The second card is turned up, except on Tuesdays. Two jacks are a half Fizzbin. If you have a half Fizzbin, a third jack is the Shrulk, <laughs> and results in disqualification. One wants a king and a deuce, except at night, when one wants a queen and a four. <laughs> if a king had been dealt, the player would get another card, except for when it's dark, in which case he'd have to give it back. And the top hand is a royal Fizzbin, but the odds against getting one are said to be astronomical. Yeah, so that's a complicated game. But uh, it, it shows up in Deep Space Nine. It does, does it? When Quark offers to teach the game to Odo. So <laughs> if, who knows if it became like an actual game in the yeah. After Kirk did it or not? Uh, very interesting. I wonder if it was maybe an actual game. Maybe Kirk wasn't uh, quick on his feet. Maybe it was an actual game. Well, when when you see the episode, he's spouting out these rules pretty quickly. I think that's he true. was just making it all up on the top of his head. Yeah, but he could have took the name Fizzbin from an existing card game and just started making things up. Yeah, that's true. Either way, it's pretty silly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So the... The next, well, that's all we have for TOS. I don't, I'm not a huge TOS fan, so uh, I don't know any others. I, actually, Eric helped compile this list of uh, games, which thank you, Eric. Oh, you're, you're welcome. So the we'll move on to the next generation. So the first game we have listed here is Domjot, which is basically a futuristic uh, version of Bumper Pool. And I actually really enjoyed the episode that this was featured in, Tapestry. Yeah, me too. That's uh, that's a great episode. Great episode. So we see it played with Starfleet cadets and Nosigans. So I don't know what species came up with this game. Yeah, they, they don't really mention that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's a human game. Well, yeah, because one of the terms, it's like rolling the Tarek into straight nines, so who knows what a Tarek is. Right. There's also a um, computer version of it that Jake Sisko played uh, on his pad. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So that was in the episode The Ascent. I see. So uh, that would be like us on our iPads playing <laughs> playing Bumper Pool. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually, it looks really fun. It looks like kind of like a cross between... Uh, Pinball and, and pool. Yeah, it was cool. They Somehow you were able to control the ball if you could cheat in the game because the Nosigan uh, cheated uh, with like a magnetic uh, device in his belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was able to change the path of the ball. 
so I guess the ball must be metal or magnetic. Yeah, it's something where it could influence the, the entire game. Yeah, yeah. So next, the holodeck. I don't think we really need to explain the holodeck all that much. <laughs> uh, I think everyone knows what the holodeck is. No, it's just one big game. It's one big virtual <laughs> yeah. game. <laughs> right. You step in, you're in a 3D created world where you can interact with the objects. Do you have any favorite holodeck programs? Yeah. I always liked uh, the, the Dixon Hill okay. ones because I, I kind of like the, the 1940s uh, vibe. I like uh, mystery. I think that'd be cool. It would be awesome to, you know, recreate scenes from history. Yeah. Or participate in, in battles with Batlefts without getting hurt. Right. Uh, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things you could do, but I, I think I'd totally want to do an interactive uh, hollow novel like, like the Dixon Hill series. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd like to do the Sherlock Holmes ones. Uh, that Data did. Yeah. Yeah. But not with Moriarty becoming real. <laughs> yeah. That, Stay in there! That could be an issue. I know this is TNG, but in, um, yeah, that other Voyager. series. Voyager. Yeah, that, that one. Captain Proton? Yeah, Proton. That's the only thing I really liked was because it was a kind of like a... It's kind of uh, goofy. Yeah, it was Flash Gordon-like. Yeah, yeah. like a 1930s serial or I'm something. I'm sorry, I have to say it. Flash! Ah! Oh. Defender <laughs> of the Universe. <laughs> wow. I do have a favorite holodeck moment, not necessarily a program. Yeah. That TNG episode when Jordy created the Utopia Planitia. <laughs> Utopia Planitia. What's her name there? Doctor. And um, Doctor. The Doctor there. Doctor Nicebody. To, nice s- body, to yes. save um, the. What was her name? Leah Brahms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember how much she hated? Like, he thought she would be one way. And then he met her. Oh, yeah. And she was totally another. It's like when the doctor met his own creator. He thought he would be mm-hmm. more like him, and they didn't like each other. Wasn't that what it was, basically, on Voyager? The doctor didn't like I himself. I will have to defer to Eric on Eric. That. Wait, say that again? Sorry. <laughs> Remember the doctor met the guy that he was based on? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he um, hated him? Yeah, Dr. Uh, Lewis Zimmerman yeah. was the doctor's creator. And yeah. when they met, they totally went at odds with each other just because, because they, they were, were both, mirror images. Yeah, they were both stubborn yeah. jerks. <laughs> it's kind of different in that way, whereas he thought it was going to be... It's the same thing with um, Jordy. Jordy thought she was going to be like this great and interesting woman. and mm-hmm. Well, she was also married. Which he didn't know. <laughs> which he didn't know. Because the computer doesn't offer information. <laughs> kind of bad for the 24th century. <laughs> yeah. What is so, this, the Freedom but, of Information Act? No. I guess he could have looked it up. Yeah. I mean, the holodeck, it's... You can pretty much do anything there. That's true. Yeah. Nate, it's, huh? like, it's almost like, why would you play any of these other games if you had the holodeck? Yeah. That's kind of my thinking. Right. But, <laughs> why would you even leave the house? Quark... <laughs> had the hollow suites. Yes, which I never understood. I mean, couldn't they just get those on the ship anyways? No, not on Deep Space Nine. Because remember, it's a Cardassian uh, No, I'm talking about, like, you're coming from a ship onto the... Most of the ships should have holodeck, shouldn't they? Not all... Well, they're not all Starfleet ships that are docking. The hollow suites might have um, more variety of programs. Yeah. Maybe not 
very sanctioned by Starfleet. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because there's, there's, I mean, it's Quark after all. Yeah, I think there's one called hey. like the Pleasure Maze. Domjock girls from beyond. What? I think it's called the Pleasure Maze or yeah. Pleasure Puzzle. What was the one with the eye? No, no, no. no that this was another is, one. Um, with the holodeck. Well, with the hollow suite. Yeah. Um. um and Korg keeps mentioning like like the Vulcan love slaves and yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, kinky. Domjot girls go wild. What? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's enough for the holiday. <laughs> moving on before it gets too hot in here. Poker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could say another phrase that I usually say when I hear that, but okay. You're like, it's getting too hot in here, so let's poker. Uh, so, this is... You mean on the next generation? The next generation uh, card game, you know, poker. The same game that we have now. Uh, so, the senior crew members of the Enterprise had a regular... Enterprise D had a regular night of poker during the run of the series. And we also find out in the episode Lower Decks uh, that lower-ranking officers also... Uh, have, have their own, yeah. I mean, yeah. that would happen on every ship. Yeah. Happens right now. It's something that passes the time. I guess yeah. while you're out in space, I mean, these ships are more hospitable. Mm-hmm. They're less militaristic. They have things to do, and it's not as, as rigid. Even the militaristic part isn't as rigid as what we have now. Mm-hmm. But for their taste, think about that, it would be. Yeah. So they have to have something that will break the tension. And plus, it's a great social activity, too. Yeah. Unless you lose. <laughs> Constantly. I think Wesley and, lost a lot. Yeah. And then um that that begs to to question what are they um betting? Yeah, what are they betting if there's no money in the future? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, let's not get back on that story because you <laughs> okay. there's a real there's a real problem with that whole line of malarkey. So poker is one of the games. I would definitely play it, but I'm more of a blackjack guy. Uh or roulette, actually, my my casino. Uh, so you might like some of the DS9. Uh, yeah, like things the, that we yeah. Have, uh, yeah, coming up. So moving on, we have I believe it's called pronounced strategma. 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 Like strategio. What is it? What's Strate- ours version? Stratego. Stratego. What's the know. real version? I don't no. know. But it's a uh, a strategy game played on a holographic board. And the object of the game is to manipulate circular icons to gain control of your opponent's territory while defending your own. Which is basically what Stratego is. I see. This was played by Data and another alien. Um, and I believe they the controls were on their fingers. Yeah, and, it was all, all on their fingers. Yeah, on their fingertips. And then the board would like rotate yep. in the middle. Uh, and I guess that would make me sick, honestly. Some of those games, like some of the video games nowadays, make me sick because I have motion issues. Oh, you should that see, type of thing would make me. You should sick. see when Ashley, when my girlfriend plays games, when she's like running around and stuff, she like looks up <laughs> and down and left and right so quickly. You're probably uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you're getting me sick. But I could see this in the future. Like in the future, these things are. Although, remember in just. One little thing with this movie, with a movie, Star Trek-wise. Yeah. Do you remember in, I think it was Star Trek 3, or maybe it was 5, I'm not sure. It's in a bar in a scene, and there's two people playing this video game that are two, like, planes. And it's, like, basically mm-hmm. 
it looks like Atari graphics. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, really? That's what the same we're going to have in the future? But anyway, that type of game would make me sick, and I couldn't, con- I can't do like the 3D. Yeah. But it's cool. I don't think that would be my cup of tea. What about you, Eric? I'd like to play it. I'd like to play any 3D game. Uh, I, I'm a gamer myself, so mm-hmm. to have a game like 3D holographic, I think that'd be pretty, pretty neat. It's neat. It seems very hard. Yeah. You see how hard some of these games are getting for, like, the regular systems we have right now? You know, it, it seems like at some point, I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm starting to believe what my father used to say about me because when we were kids playing the 8-bit and the 16-bit, and he'd be like, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> and nowadays I'm sitting there going, there's 17 buttons on that controller. How do I? Anyways. <laughs> Obviously, Marty's not a gamer. <laughs> I am, just the yeah. old stuff. Yeah. So, uh, actually, Eric, you want to take this next one here? Sure. So, there's a game called Terrace. Is that, it's... A, is that that Russian game that has the blocks? No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a three-dimensional game that has elements of checkers and chess. Really? Yes, you can do two to four players, and basically it's you can either move your your game piece from the starting square to the lowest corner of the square. So what it is, it's like all the squares are raised and lowered in a specific pattern. Yeah. So it's it's different levels, and depending on what level you're on, it affects how the pieces can either move or capture it. So it kind of sounds like they've taken, like you said, chess and, and checkers and put it together and right. then kind of did what they did with the 3D chess. Yeah, so it's an actual real board game. That was in, yes. Wow. It was invented in 1950, and in 92, it was formally marketed by... Uh, a company called Wonder Games, and more recently, Terrace Games. Mm. So what happened, how it got on to the next generation and how it became a set piece on the show was that one of the set directors for the next generation came across the game and decided to use it in the background for a number of episodes. Mm. So when it was shown on the series they actually marketed the game with a big Star Trek Next Generation logo, like, as seen on Star Trek Next Generation. Generation. And I actually have uh, this board game. I've never played it, but I actually have the board game. You've never played it? I've never played it. You have to have a PhD to figure it out. (laughs) Uh, Kind of, yeah. (laughs) What level are you on? 17. (laughs) So you're up three spaces over, and you can only jump vertically. Okay. On the second Tuesday, the second Tuesday of the month. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going, not quite. It's bingo. not quite Fizzbin. <laughs> <laughs> bingo. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's out there now. Do you remember how much you paid for this game? No, I, I actually, I, my dad got it for me. Um, really? He actually found it at a resale shop. So it's this is many years ago, but okay. th- it's I, I don't know if you can still get it today, but. Uh, you might be able to find it on eBay. But it's cool because they use the exact game, the same board, in the 10 Ford Lounge in the next generation. So it's out there. What color is that board? 
It's like it's a it's a gray board, so oh, okay. there's not even like the square. There's no different colored squares or anything like that. Oh, okay. It's just divided. You can see where it's divided. Yeah, because each square is either raised or, or lowered. Or lowered. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> All right. Cool. What's next? Uh, so next is the game from, from the episode the game. You could just market it that way. The game from the game. Yeah. What is it? A game. Oh, that's the one the, that the Katerans use to infiltrate the Enterprise D. Oh, when they put those things on their eyes? Yeah. 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 It was a drug for the eyes, basically. It was a drug for your brain. Yeah, and that's that's when you had to get like those little frisbees into those like wormhole things. Right. And that was like 3D-ish. Yeah. Well, it was 3D. You had to use yeah. your mind, yeah. but really what it was doing was relaxing your mind. Yeah, if you relaxed, if it, you didn't try to do it, it would it would work. Yeah, whatever it, it did, it like affected the brain, uh, the the chemicals and dopamine. Yeah, so I'd like to sign up for that game. <laughs> yeah, and actually on this website here it says the effects and structure of the game appeal to uh, appear to mirror an exaggerated stereotype of video game addiction. Yeah. So they were making fun of kids playing video games while they were doing it. Yeah, Star Trek was ahead of its time, even in, <laughs> yeah, in I'm 91. I'm waiting for <laughs> the star thing to say, now you know. No. And knowing is half the battle. G. Star Trek, the next generation. Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> so next we have uh, Parisi Squares. Which... Have you noticed that a lot of these games are all like geometric things? Yeah, but this is actually this is a high risk uh, contact sport. Oh, I know. So it's often implied that the game involves high risks of serious personal injury. Nevertheless, much to the concern of parents, the game was quite popular with teenagers during the 24th century. Uh, the game involves the use of a piece of equipment called an iron mallet. <laughs> and a ramp, and the players often wore special padded uniforms. And kissed their ass goodbye. <laughs> it sounds kind of like what people do. Uh, Eric, are you familiar with LARPing? Yes. Okay. But I, I don't do it. No, 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 no. Neither do I. My wife used to, actually. For those of you out there that don't know what that is, it means live role, what is it? Live, live action, action role-playing role game. <laughs> yeah, okay. And basically what you do is you go out and act like, oh, I don't know, different characters from different games or things or realms or whatever you want to do. In fact, one of the things is called realms. And you have weapons. And this is what kind of reminds me of this, only you get physical in this version. Uh, You're not yeah, really so meant to, like, kill anybody in the live action, unless you really don't like them. But it's similar to that. Well, it's we really don't know how the rules are the court or what's involved. Yeah. Um, it's always been mentioned, but never yeah. seen. It's, it's banned, though, isn't it? It's not banned. It's just that it's so dangerous that they don't really want kids doing it, or at least younger kids. It was kind of a plot point in uh, one of Voyager episode where the doctor had a holographic family, yeah, and his young teenage daughter actually started playing Parisi Squares without his permission, and he was just worried that she would get severely injured. Hologram? A hologram, huh? <laughs> well, 
but he was he was acting out like he had a real family. Oh, okay. Um. So, uh, she actually does end up getting injured and dying, even though it's a hologram. It, he's trying to act like he has a a real family. I see. And, yeah. So people can die from this game. It's pretty high contact. Really, a little bit more intense. Kind of sounds like you took WWE and put it into the NFL. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. Without all the choreographing. Right. So, <laughs> uh, sounds like a game I'd play. It sounds like a game I wouldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be better off not. Yeah, that exactly. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Do, do you remember that football game in Starship Troopers? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's more to the idea that I think it would be kind of like, because that was full-on, full-action. They beat the crap out of each other. Well, I mean, they have <laughs> one of the equipment... Pieces is called an iron mallet. So no, it, uh, ion mallet. Oh, ion. ion. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's a little different. Still, it has the word mallet in it. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the other piece? The and a ramp. <laughs> it features a ramp, so there might be like running and jumping and yeah, beating people up. <laughs> Why do you have motorcycles in this? Cage? Oh, what's that? Um, do you remember that movie? You think movie. of that movie? Uh, what's the one? Michael Kahn was in the original one. Rollerball? Yeah. That's uh, Rollerball. Yeah, that's which they redid the movie. <laughs> yeah. What, about 10 years ago, they redid it with um, that doofus from um, that doofus. American Pie. Yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, I did too. I saw the newer one. I haven't seen I saw the, the old one too. But that's what I think of the future. Yeah, it had LL Cool J in it too. Yeah. That's what I think about of the future. I think about LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else we got? Fencing. fencing. Oh, yeah, that's really 24th century. Well, we see Captain Picard fencing a bunch of times. That's because he's the only captain in Starfleet history that thinks he's stuck in France 1748. <laughs> I don't know why that is true, though, because this whole, like, it's, that's what I never understood about the series is Earth is supposed to be so much more advanced and there's no such thing as money and all this crap, but yet they still have a huge vineyard that looks like it is in 1742. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would you? Uh, it it kind of goes in the in the face of what you would think people would do if they had the advances in technology. Well, I always thought of that as because even in Star Trek, people have like real books, even though they can download yeah. a book on a pad. Yeah. yeah. I think that people in a highly technological society will at some point want to just get away from technology. So they go back to the simpler things and the simpler way of doing things. See, the reason why I can't, I, I guess that could be true, but the reason why I can't believe it is because I can't get a damn person to get their face out of their nook on a subway. <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems like we can't even get out of technology for five minutes here in this time period. But anyways, I guess you're, you're so right I, in a way. I, yeah. I think a, a lot of the games that we see in Star Trek that are actually real-world games, like fencing, poker, darts, it's just it's a way to relax that yeah. doesn't involve technology. Like, I, I mean, they could be like us. Like, well, I don't like want to play Xbox. I'm going to, yeah. you know, draw or something. Right. I'm going to go out. What is that? No. Um, well, well, even the holodeck, in, in, in simple terms, because they couldn't get to nature in certain places, it is doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. By using the technology, you're really, what do you call it, rejecting the technology. But uh, yes. I mean, Especially for deep space long-term missions, 
you know, when they can't get to a planet or, you know, a star base or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which brings, which is a good bridge. Ah, uh, bridge. You get it? Uh, we don't have a bridge, sir. We have, what was it? We don't have a bridge, sir. We have a tower. Why the hell wasn't I notified of these things? You ever seen an airplane, too? Oh. Come on, oh, Shatner. with Shatner. Why the hell am I notified of these things? Uh, so this bridge, this tower, bridge, into Deep Space Nine. Yes. So Aaron's favorite first part. Go ahead. What is it? Dabo. Dabo. He likes it for the gambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's a Ferengi game of skill and chance. The game relies on the spinning of a Dabo wheel, similar to a roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, during various betting hands, similar to poker, each yeah, I don't get that either. It was different. Yeah. yeah, each player either buys or sells or converts their gold gold pressed platinum in preparation for the next spin of the Dabo wheel. Often, about ten players sit around the Dabo wheel. Uh, when something good happens, everyone around the table yells, "Dabo!" So, Dabo, I would probably be into this game because I like roulette, I like blackjack, I like poker. So, I think I'd be into this game, but sometimes I watch, like, you don't get enough of it on the show, so you can't really understand it, but from what I watched, uh, there was no way I could figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? Isn't that your friend? Uh, what is, how, how would you pronounce this? It's uh, Chula. 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 <laughs> That's close to my friend's last Dan name. Chula. Uh, Chula. Is, yeah, uh, so it's it's a game played by the Wadi Wadi race that places real people into a game uh, who, who face a series of challenges based on dice rolls and decisions made by an outside player. Wagers are placed on the survival of the in-game players. We've seen in Deep Space Nine episode Move Along Home. So basically, it's where you take a board game and make it real. Kind of like Jumanji. <laughs> I suppose. I uh, actually don't remember. You don't remember that? I remember this, this game. game. Yeah, because yeah. they kept on saying move along home. That they were using characters that were... Wasn't that right, Eric? There were characters in the game that were from real life. And they couldn't, re- they couldn't figure out why they were saying move along home. Yeah. And it was... It was kind of like a game like riddles yeah. and different challenges and they thought was, they were in real life right and they were really in a game oh. yeah i don't remember this episode i don't think i don't believe it was it was kind of a crazy episode it was one of those early deep space 9 episodes oh, that's that, why i don't remember yeah you know the early drug years yeah <laughs> i think it was like first or second season yeah it, it was it was really early it was kind of interesting, though. And then, what's the next one? Tongo? Tongo. A card game played predominantly by the Ferengi. The game centers around a roulette-type wheel, again, mm-hmm. with an elevated pot in the middle. On each turn, the wheel is spun, and the player has the choice to evade, confront, acquire, or retreat. Each has its purchase price, sell price, and its risk, all of which are interrelated. So basically, it's like playing the stock market. Yeah, uh, but I remember actually remember Quark and his uh, Ferengi comrades playing this game. Do you? Yeah, and, See, I don't remember this one. And Dax uh, was actually really uh, good yeah. at this game. Yeah, it's was right. she? 
Yeah, she beat Quark a lot of times uh, in, in Tongo. Game. See, I don't remember that game. Yeah, I remember. The, that's the, the, the they're Ferengi, basically the same. Um, they're very similar. They're similar. I mean, the Ferengi really like roulette wheels, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but I always thought of Tongo as more of like a, almost like a financial strategic game. Kind of like, like a... a like playing the stock market. Like playing the stock market, but in a game form. Yeah. Well, that's their whole life, though, is wa- uh, wagering on financial things. I don't know why. They look like such non-financial people. Yeah. I mean, would you be driving around in an ugly ship like that if you had money? Well, to them, it, it probably doesn't look like like a ugly. horseshoe crab. <laughs> well, uh, I'm guessing uh, they, like they have different aesthetic... Uh, Likings, there are different species, you know. I, I know that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Originally, kind of like an S and M character with the whip. Whoa. Well. Anyways, all right. What's the next one? Katra. Katra, yeah. Uh, so it's Cardassian. a Cardassian board game seen played only once in the entire franchise of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine in the episode Empoknor. Empoknor was the other. St- it's the station. other, other. Yeah, it was it was the sister station of yeah, yeah. Uh, Terraknor. Yeah, yeah. It was also seen in uh, seen on a table, uh, in another episode of uh, Deep Space Nine. Uh, not played though. No, not played. Uh, wrongs darker than death or night. I might yeah, yeah. I dyslexic tonight. Is that right? What is it? I, I think you are. Yeah, it's wrongs darker than death or night. Yeah. 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 You'll be fine, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, we just got that so. hooked on Phoenix uh, work for you. I'll make it through. <laughs> I'll make it through. So next, we have darts. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Favored by uh, Miles uh, O'Brien and yeah. uh, Dr. Brashear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring it in because the Irish drunken guy likes the uh, darts game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that. I like darts actually. My wife yeah. used to be on a darts team up in. Oh, really? Yeah, with her friends up in Drakeit. Yeah. I mean, they don't have sidewalks, so why would they have any games that makes sense? Anyway, a lot of nights though, what I used to love is you play darts in a place where you drink heavily. <laughs> yeah. This usually doesn't end up very well because right. somebody gets a dart in the head, the ass, something. I, a friend of mine <laughs> was playing darts with his brother and. For, if I remember correctly, <laughs> he pissed him off and he, him? he threw the dart at him. And it stuck in his arm. Oh, <laughs> at least it didn't get stuck anywhere else. Yeah, but that hurts. I mean, I've seen people get impaled by darts. Yeah, it hurts. Well, it hurts yeah, a lot less if you're not. <laughs> it hurts a lot less if you're drunk. I guess so. Yeah. What's that in my arm? It reminds me of you ever seen Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Remember the part where the uh, the uh, constable throws them? Uh, and they go know. outside, and they're driving away, and the car's tires are all flat because he's oh, yeah. the car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, darts. I mean, darts is a game that I think would make it out into space. Yeah. And then the final one. Racquetball. A game from the 70s that I don't understand why people play. I just don't. I, I, uh, I, so Bashir played racquetball, yes. right? Is that right? Yes. Yes, Bashir. Yes, yes. Because he, he was kind of an aristocratic guy. Yeah. So... And racquetball, even though it really isn't, it has kind of that aristocratic feel to it. Mm-hmm. I remember him in like a uh, uniform, getting ready to play. 
Yeah, and, and they showed uh, him going against uh, O'Brien. Like, O'Brien wanted to prove that he was the better guy at it, and I think a few times he, like, knocked his uh, shoulder out of alignment. Yeah, yeah. and then they showed them in... <laughs> yeah, well, great. they used to show him in uh, sick bay when they would be just, like, a side thing, and they'd both be hurt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Bashir would be treating both himself and Miles. Yeah, they they were really competitive. Yeah. Well, that's the whole nature. I mean, they were good friends, but also they started from not liking each other. All right, so let's move on to Voy. So on to Voyager. Caddis, what is that? It's Cottiscott. I remember hearing it. Cottiscott, it's like this hexagonal board. Circles on it. Yeah, with circles. Kind of looks like Connect Four. Yeah, kind of. It's uh, red, green, and orange pieces. It's kind of one of those ambiguous games, like, you know, they really don't tell us the rules, but there's a grid, you have counter moves, so I assume it's kind of like chess or connect four, like you said. Yeah. But you win by declaring Cottiscott. The player uh, with the most wins uh, would win the overall competition, so you kind of do it in rounds. So kind of um, like a, kind of like tennis or racquetball. Yeah, but in a board game. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's best out of seven. Of, yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's also electronic. So, yeah. So uh, on Voyager, they played a lot. Um, usually, uh, Naomi Wildman, Neelix, and Seven and Nine. They were uh, frequent players of the game. So the, then they actually had uh, Scott tournaments on the ship as well. Tell so, you that life on Voyager. I, I know. It's, it's great. I would have put myself in the airlock. <laughs> well, that that's just that's just one game. All right. So what else we have? Kalta. Kalta. It's a uh, Kalto. Kalto. It's a Vulcan game of logic. So. Oh, is there any other type? <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess you wouldn't have a Vulcan game of fun. Or but, um, empathy. So Kalto, what it is? It's like this base that has these metal sticks, and it's kind of like a Jenga type of a game. Okay. But instead of, like, tearing down, uh, you're trying to make complex pattern. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a meditation tool, okay. and every time you place uh, one of the metal pieces on another, it changes it, it uh, changes the whole structure. So you have to reevaluate. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of got like a replicator feel to it, be, mm-hmm. or a hologram yeah. feel to it, because when the pieces change, it they all shift and and move on their own. It's kind of like right. molecular structures changing. I I do remember this actually yeah. now that yeah. Eric's describing it. And you know, it's almost as long as a Monopoly game, <laughs> or longer. Or longer, yeah. But. Harry Kim actually referred to it as Vulcan chess, and Tuvok corrected him, saying, Kalto is to chess as chess is to tic-tac-toe. Huh. So it's it's a highly complex game, and there's no real, like, you can't win Kalto. It's basically creating uh, different forms. Hmm. So it's a Kobayashi Maru for games, basically. <laughs> kind of, Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> they really well, did a lot of good a stuff. Vulcan game. <laughs> All 
I'll stick to the uh, holodeck. No. <laughs> what else? Um, what uh, What is this? Sunkatsu. 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 And Sunkatsu was seen in the episode of the same name. Basically, it's kind of like the WWE in space. Oh, good lord! Which is funny because The Rock actually guest starred yes. in this episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a form of martial arts similar to kickboxing and some Japanese sports. Uh, so each opponent wears like a round device on the front and back of their harness, and it actually sends them an electric shock when it gets hit by an opponent. And they wear sensors on their feet and hands. So you're basically boxing this target and trying to hit the target on your opponent. Yeah. So it's kind of like laser tag with kickboxing. Yeah, and each match is designated a color code. Red means to the death. Blue means until one opponent is defeated. So, or unless you're in space, dog. No, just right. <laughs> or you're going so, in. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, a, lo- a lot of members of the Delta Quadrant played this game, and seven and nine in the episode was actually kidnapped and forced to compete what? in the sport. Wasn't that the one where they had her in that really tight cat suit? Wait a minute, that was every episode. <laughs> um, no, but they had her in like a wrestling uniform. Yeah, it, it was... It was That's the wrestling why I uniform. remember this episode so well. <laughs> right. But <laughs> overall, aside from The Rock, which was kind of cheesy, right? It, it was a pretty good episode. Wasn't uh, The Big Show in it too? No, The no, Big Show was, was in The Rock. Enterprise. Yes. As an Orion. So can't it, teach dumb people how to act. <laughs> but it was the only time that, well, not the only time, but one of the few times that uh, Jeffrey Combs uh, was in Voyager. So he played a character called Pink, who was kind of uh, like the announcer yes. uh, and ringmaster for this game. Yep. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of like space wrestling. He was Finkus Maximus for Outer Space, yep. Uh, UPN. <laughs> Wait a minute, Voyager was on UPN? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It launched UPN. Yes, and the United Paramount Network. That, and yeah. wasn't it uh, Homeboys in Outer Space? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Scotty. Yeah, Pippin. Yeah. That's what his name was, Scotty Pippin. Yeah, good show. Yeah. I actually was trying to find it online. I can't find it anywhere. They burned it. That's why. <laughs> all right. What we else? All we all know have? UPN doesn't exist. <laughs> so there was a reason. United Paramount <laughs> Network. Um, so uh, species, starship, or anomaly. It's basically like uh, person, place, or thing, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, or um, what's the other one that we used to play? Oh, uh, what is it? Animal, protein, or mineral? Right. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's a lot easier to tell a starship. From a spatial <laughs> anomaly, maybe it isn't, or species. No, because you know. So if I said eight seven, what was it? Species eight, eight four, four seven, seven two. two. If I just said eight four seven two, you might think it's a registry for a starship. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so one no one person like thinks of something and they basically have to guess it in fifteen questions. So it's twenty questions too. Yeah, essentially. Do you spin a bottle or anything? No. Okay. <laughs> we you don't spin a space bottle. Neelix, or anything. Neelix wanted to play this with Tuvok. 
spin the bottle? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want to play with Mr. Vulcan? We didn't see that on air, at least. Wow. Oh, God. He got lonely. <laughs> when, leave your he got lonely. Fiction. Hey, he got lonely when Kess left, okay? <laughs> Uh, Le- leave your fan fiction at the door. <laughs> Actually, I think he, I think Slash. he forgot. He he forgot. He forgot. Kess like very fast, considering they brought seven and nine in. I mean, I guess I don't know. Anyways, it's Voyager. So what else? What's the last one? <laughs> hey. it, it is Voyager. Um, uh, Dorada. Yeah, Dorada, which is based on a real world game called Corto. Uh, I've never heard of this, but I guess Cordo is a board game played by two players. Yeah, I've um, never heard of this game either. And it was invented like by a Swiss mass- mathematician. Well, Quarto uh, sounds like you split it into four pieces and do exactly. something. Exactly. It's played on a four-by-four four board, mm. and oh, there are 16 boy. unique pieces. Hey, there's nothing yeah. like a good mathematical game made by a mathematician. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, there are 16 pieces. Each is either tall or short, red or blue, square or circular, and hollow or solid. Huh. And you take turns choosing a piece, with the other, which the other player must place on the board. A player wins by placing a piece on the board, which forms a horizontal, hor- whoa, horizontal, <laughs> horizontal, <laughs> vertical, or diagonal row of four pieces. Well, like you All said, horizontal. Of- yeah, all of which uh, have a common attribute. Uh, so it's kind of like a more advanced uh, Connect Four. Exactly. With spatial. Well, yeah, but you're trying to get spatial stuff. You're trying to get a. It's got spatial design involved too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same kind of concept. Only yeah. instead of taking a minute and a half to beat somebody, it takes you a PhD. Yeah. But, Some of um, these things I don't think, like, <laughs> they act like everybody in the future is going to be this super brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's still going to be people out there going, ah, do you want to play tic-tac-toe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, really. The world needs ditch diggers, too. I mean. I suppose. Space does. Uh, Sp- space diggers? <laughs> space ditch diggers. Uh, I guess you call them. <laughs> what? Wormhole, uh, wormhole cutters, yeah. <laughs> and now on the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, Enterprise. E- Enterprise is pretty simple because it's they closer didn't, to our time. Yeah, it's closer to our time, so we didn't really see many alien games at all. Mm-hmm. So we've got Movie Night, which I don't That's know. It's not a game. It's not a game, it's but <laughs> it's entertainment. Movie night, and the, remember the time Doc, the doctor, was sitting alone by himself in that. Yeah, we talked about that. What was he watching? That. What I was the movie remember. he watched? I don't remember what it was. It's a classic, though. Well, they were all classics. Yeah, real class. I think it was uh, Ishtar, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Imagine if they did play something like that, and they're like, "Oh, this is awesome!" You know, like a horrible movie from now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Like that movie that's in Esperanto. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shatner. Yes. Yeah. Who is this guy on this movie? They should have played that. Oh my they god! They should. They would. That would have been yeah. awesome. Kind of looks like Captain James T. Kirk, but not really. He's a much <laughs> worse. Actor. Well, they there was no James T. Kirk yet in that oh, press. Uh, the, no, that's not. Yeah, actually, it would be true, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. We're close to that line, though. 
What year was he born? Uh, I don't know. All right, so we have movie night. <laughs> then we have go. Yeah. I don't know what this is. Go lock yourself in a escape pod <laughs> and flash yourself to oblivion. What What was go? Go is a, a real game. It is game of strategy. It's like that Chinese checkers, like oh. the black and white pieces. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, so a game that really nobody plays. Anyways. I guess. Except for a billion people. <laughs> Except for a billion people, yeah. Yeah, so, there. But it's a real game. <laughs> now, what's this bad, bit, bit, basketball? Basketball. There we go. Yeah, um, the Enterprise, the Enterprise crew. Have, Did they actually have a court? They did. They used their um, uh, gym. Oh. And they actually played uh, basketball. It, it was seen um, in an episode of of Enterprise of uh, let's see, the the Forge. And so, you know, if yeah. you put that, if you translate that name of that that show into French, do you know what the name of that episode would be? La Forge. Very good. <laughs> Did you know who directed that episode? Jordy LaForge. I'm just guessing, but he did a lot of it. <laughs> uh, no, actually, that episode was was not directed by LeVar Burn. Reading Rainbow. This is a new app. Is it? I thought he quit. A reading Rainbow app. I thought he quit. No. No, it, it, yeah, it's an app. You retired, I thought, though. I think he's trying to bring it back. Maybe. So getting back to Star Trek. <laughs> so that basketball. No, wait a minute. Um, thing. Um, water polo. Water polo. Where did they have a pool? Well, they didn't. I don't think they played it. They, they didn't play it on the ship, but <laughs> and you um, can't fit the horses in the pool. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh that'd be difficult, huh? <laughs> yeah, but Captain Archer um, watched a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had and, it like sent to him, mm-hmm. and he had a water polo ball in his quarters because mm-hmm. he was a frequent player of it. Oh, one, I, I forgot one, but in one um, episode of Enterprise, they went to a desert planet, mm-hmm. and Archer and Trip were playing a game with the indigenous people. It was like this ball game. Yeah, it was with, like football almost, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but they had like the, the sticks with with like nets and stuff. Yeah, lacrosse football type of. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was, but it was some alien version of that. So, mm. I I do remember that. Ah. I just forgot it. Yeah, no, I bet you did it's that. All coming, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Should I stop playing the Celine Dion song? It's all coming back to me now. Oh my goodness! What did I do? Stop pressing buttons. Oops. <laughs> now here's one question though with yeah. the water polo. Yeah. Was he a confirmed bachelor? Yeah. Was he? Do you know what that means? No, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, at least I don't believe so. No, he was he married? I thought he no. was married later on. I think in a future timeline, him and T'Pol kind of, well, she becomes like a caretaker of him, of his. <laughs> She's great. She gets to clean up his drool when he gets to 90 years old. Because you, you like can't make new memories or something. Every day he wakes up, he thinks... Uh, oh, kind of like 51st Dates? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I've never seen that movie. Okay. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, kind of like Drew that. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways. Moving on, I guess. Yes. This is good. What else we have here? Uh, so now... The media. The, the social media question of the week. 
So which which Star Trek character? What the <laughs> hell was that? I don't know. It was puberty. Yeah, <laughs> it's finally setting in. Just hit. Which <laughs> which Mr. Star Simpson. Trek character would be the most fun to play games with, and what game would you play? Okay, uh, so what is your answer, Aaron? My Let's answer? give you your answer. Oh, first. I don't know. I didn't think about that. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Automatons. Uh, I I've, I'll answer it. All right, um, Eric, put out your answer. I, I think this Flox uh, would be a great character to play a game with. In what game? Maybe some kind of board game, or like one of those like holographic games, or some kind of strategy game. I I just think he'd be a really fun character to play a game with. Yeah, he would definitely have some interesting uh, com- conversation. I think. You yeah. know what I'd like to do? What? <laughs> <laughs> what, Marty? Could we play Connect the Dots with Jed's ear? Anyways, um. Anyway, with Jadzia, Dax. Oh, oh. Jadzia. Jadzia. I always say it the wrong. Yeah, connect the dots. Yeah. I was like, yeah. who's Jadzia? Yeah, okay. Who's Jad? <laughs> what game is that? Yeah. Wait, what? Connect the dots. Uh, I mean, um, interesting. Uh, I actually think I have one. Which one? I think Tom Paris would be very competitive, and I think I would play, like. Well, they 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 played pool. In Voyager. Oh, pool! I would play pool with with Tom Paris. Yeah, and he was pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> no reason. I don't, I don't know why he's laughing. I'm having too much fun. This is serious. Oh. We're talking about games hard <laughs> <and> track. <laughs> oh goodness. So, let's see. <laughs> what game would you play, Aaron? I, just, or, I mean, not Aaron Marty. Well, I, th- I thought I just said a minute ago that I'd play. Um, no, seriously, I'd probably play... I would actually like to play poker with the crew of The Next Generation. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because yeah. I always like that answer. whole setting. Seriously, yeah. that's what I like. Yeah, the camar- that's good camaraderie and all that. Yeah. That's probably my guess. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, that's a great... Or, Dom- or Domjot with um, not- Dabo uh-huh. in Quark's Bar. So one cool. of the two, but... Yeah. All right, so moving that's definitely number one. moving to Twitter. Ah, uh, yes, the twits. We have uh, at littlecutegirl86. Uh, and who's that? Uh, that would be my girlfriend. She says... <laughs> I love hmm, who he answers that every time. <laughs> it's my girlfriend. Uh, hmm, I would have to say Riker. The game would probably be Black Ops 2. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Ever since I've gotten Black Ops 2, she's... That's, loves it? Yeah, she loves it. I so don't know it why. could have been anybody in Black Ops 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and who would you play with? That's, that's what I get dizzy watching her play, because she'll be like she's running around. She's much better than and, you. Oh, no. <laughs> she brings down my ratio so bad. But that's uh, that's another story. Okay, well, who's next? <laughs> uh, next we have at DGG for Bryant, and he says basket, uh, Sorry, baseball with the Cisco's. Hmm. Oh, that'd be nice. That yeah. makes it sound like a singing group. The Cisco's. <laughs> yeah. What they call the Niners? The Niners, yeah. yeah. Uh, next we have at... E underscore vision. E underscore vision. Uh, playing a... FPS? Uh, yeah, first person shooter. Oh, okay. With Lieutenant Worf would be awesome. I think you'd lose. <laughs> uh, I guess. Because even if you won, you'd lose. No, who would probably be better than Worf at a first-person shooter? Guinan. Why Guinan? (laughs) Remember uh, that episode when Worf is 
doing uh, target practice and guidance there. Guidance gets her. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she like. Which she never ass. explained either because. Well, she's had hundreds of years to practice. Next, we have at Sci-Fi Commons, who says Scotty, Scotty playing quarters. Playing quarters. Well, nothing like a Scottish <laughs> man to play quarters with. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to lose. So moving on to Facebook, we have <laughs> Mark M., who says Troy and Twister. Why did Hello. I get in, Hold on, time <laughs> up. Why did I get in trouble for saying connect the dots with Jadzia? <laughs> well, but, that's... Uh, Troy and Twister? Yeah. Well, this is... Uh, yeah. Did you? Have, never mind. <laughs> All right, uh, Daniel M. Daniel M. Who says O'Brien would probably have a good story or two over a game of cards. Oh yeah, I bet you he'd have a good yeah. story over a game of tossing back shots. But yeah, yeah well. And Jamie R. Jamie R. Says Twister with George Takei. <laughs> Takai, isn't it Takai? That's uh, Takei. Is it Takei? Yeah. Rhymes like, with like, okay. That's that's why I say George Takei because I say oh my George Takei. That used to be on Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Well, the um, to that Takei. roast of William Shatner. Oh, George uh, Takei says Takei. You know, like to pay. Yeah. Making fun of Shatner and his. He pay. went real hardcore. Yeah. Next we have Mike S. Our friend. Ah uh, yes. Uh, he says Harry Saucy. He says Harry Kim, Tuvok, and or Worf. Don't know what game, but Harry is competitive. Worf gets angry easily, and Tuvok would be a challenge. I hope he's not thinking of Twister too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and uh, then and then your answer. No, no, I'm sorry. That's not your. That's Eric Dewey. Yeah, Eric Dewey of the. I thought it was uh, you. I'm like, awkward, I saw Eric <laughs> of the uh, socially awkward. Um, Yes, show. There, yeah, there's which, more than one Eric on the fern. Yeah, there's more than one Eric on the planet. I shouldn't have just <laughs> guessed that. But uh, yeah, let me ask you a question. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. You did mention earlier, what did you come up with for their show? Their closing. And what is that? Tap that sass. Oh, my good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Tap uh, that Starfleet escape pod. <laughs> the same Tap that to tricorder. So, Eric. Tap that sass. Eric says. I I don't know who I would want to play with, but I know I wouldn't want to play with Data. Well, he's fully functional and <laughs> I guess. You don't play Twister with Data. <laughs> so, Aaron, this brings us to my favorite part of the week. Do you know what puts my quantum state into flux? Yes. What is it this week, my friend? Uh, so this week, yeah, I was trying to think of something that would be related to the episode. I couldn't think of anything, so I went in another direction. So the Enterprise D came equipped with wheelchair accessible ramps. The ramps on the bridge were still present in the design of the D bridge in generations, uh, but realistically, a wheelchair like Admiral Jameson's wouldn't be able to be used on that modified bridge. Mm -hmm. Most of the bridges seen since the introduction of the TNG ramps have been abandoned They've abandoned the ramps? They have abandoned the ramps, so the progressive thoughts of the design gone backwards, and they have, like, multi-levels with steps. Yeah. So I understand that Starfleet is a military organization, right? But they employ multiple species with different needs, and beyond the aesthetics of the steps, I don't see a real need to use them unless, like, they're space-saving concerns. But why not just make the bridge uh, a single level? 
Well, my answer yeah. is the simple one. Uh-huh. One, you also brought up the fact that when TNG first came out, the whole idea of the show mm-hmm. was to be more embracing of people of different types and different styles and right. deficiencies or whatever you call it, disabilities, mm-hmm. different equipment. And that was kind of Roddenberry's whole thing, even with the original series, was to accept more people in. Yeah. I think what happened was, as you transitioned into the next generation movie, Generations and then First Contact, the movie, well, the franchise itself, but I think in the history timeline, mm-hmm. is that they're more at war. Right. It's more of a wartime. And which would you rather, accepting people on a ship or saving people's lives? I think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons. The second reason is, of course, Roddenberry wasn't around anymore. Right. And I think it took a different direction. You can even tell in the series where it took a different direction after he you know, passed away. Right. Even before that, when he kind of gave up the reins, mm-hmm. it changed direction. Yeah. So that's why I think also the number of characters that they had that were actually wheelchair-bound or whatever, mm-hmm. name three. There's only been two. Wheelchair bound. Yeah. Okay, so we have Jameson, we have Pike. There was a species, uh, a woman in Deep Space Nine that had crutches. Um, but crutches you can get up and down stairs. Yeah, I can't think of a Canes you can get up and down stairs. I think it just has to do with the, the overall, it wasn't needed for the storyline. Mm-hmm. All right? Well, um, I, I think more realistically with... But they got away from that story of being more accessible to everybody. Yeah, I think it's just cooler to have steps with, like, lights on them. Than well, you can have, have lights in the <laughs> ramps, too. I mean, that's well, what they kind of did, too. They had lights on the ramps on the side when they had it in Generations. Yeah. So uh, another thing about the multi levels, because um, you, Aaron, you you said that that you know have why not make the bridge flat? Yeah. Um, I it's think you need the different levels for the different departments, so you get that sense of hierarchy. Yeah. And also to see the view screen more okay. clearly. Right. So, so if you have someone behind the captain, mm-hmm. you know, you want them to be able to see the view screen as well. Right, but on like the Defiant Bridge, yeah. wasn't that all one level? I might be wrong. out no, it, because it, it, no, it Cisco, no, Cisco is actually raised up. Yeah, he, he was raised he up. He and Jadzia are actually raised up on a platform, whereas everybody else sits around him are lower. But everyone has a clear view of the, of view, the view screen. screen. Right, and that's the difference there too. Mm-hmm. The only difference, uh, I think. Well, I think the most handicap-accessible ship ever was the original Excelsior because that bridge was about 700 feet wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you've seen that. You know in Star Trek Three, they show them get off the uh, turbo shaft, and the turbo shaft on the Excelsior is huge. Yeah, this is right. a pretty big ship. Yeah, and then you get into the – and it's like this – literally, it's like the command center at NASA. Yeah. You know, but that's the biggest – I think it's also dramatic effect. Right. Yeah. Um, the Next Generation was filmed on TV, which is a little bit different as far as just doing the the showing the shots and things like that. A lot of TV is done from one or two shots in which everybody can be seen moving around, whereas movies, there are s- literally you know dozens of shots mm-hmm. for any scene. That's another reason. Yeah. The captain is always the focal point, though. That's why they would, you know, whether the seat is bigger, built up bigger, like Kirk's yeah. was, or... They're actually literally built up bigger. Mm-hmm. They make it look like you're. It, it, it's a visual right. effect. Yeah. Um, the center person is the captain. Mm-hmm. Those are the reasons I think. I think Eric, you're pretty much in line with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes it dramatic. 
I've actually asked one question in the same thing. Mm-hmm. If all the ships have the detachable command section, yeah. okay, why are they so different? That is a good question. Because if they're all detachable, they should all be kind of everything, even the most advanced ship can work out of this version, and so can the most inequipped can wor- work with the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it makes but no sense that they're all different. I think they one of the main reasons why they said that, I think I might have read this somewhere. Yeah. They do that so that they can have variations in the, uh, in the bridge design on the same class of ship. Yeah, but uh, they could switch them out if they Yeah, just like when we saw with the uh, USS Yamato, its well, bridge was different. you got to realize, the Yamato is the sister ship to the Enterprise D, but yeah. there is kind of an asterisk there. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as the Enterprise. Its, warps, um, its warp engine was not the same type. No, I think it was. I think that's why they were worried about... There was something about the. They, they were worried less... about the this like if it was something wrong with the ship. That's why the Yamato got destroyed. That the same defect could have been on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Galaxy I, mean, I thought it, I thought it was built before that or something. I thought. Well, I they could have been something. built before that, but it's still a still a Galaxy class starship. Even if there's a variant, even oh, even that. a slight variant, it's oh, still a Galaxy that. class. I think that's really that's what was that's bothering you this week. No, no, not really. But I, I need. That was what was giving you the roid rage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's about it. All right. So, what's our topic going to be next? uh, Next uh, time, besides our ongoing discussions of what has J.J. Abrams done right, wrong, and indifferent for this new movie. (laughs) I thought a good one that was suggested was people that have kind of like normal everyday jobs in Star Trek, focusing on those characters, like the regular guys. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so like you know, the barber? Yeah, Quark owns a bar, you know. There's got to be a plumber on these stations, doesn't there? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you would Rom. think. <laughs> Rom. Yeah, Rom, yeah. yeah. So, so maybe focusing on normal jobs in Star Trek. I mean, we've got yeah. uh, Cisco's dad was a, was a, a cook. Chef. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's good. I think we can go with that. We can okay. roll with that. Let's go with that. Yeah, and if you lived in the Star Trek universe, what job would you want to have that maybe wasn't Starfleet? Like, what would okay. what would you do in the twenty fourth century? Yeah, that that's actually a good yeah. uh, question of of the week that we can see. Use. I've I've got good ideas. Yeah, that's why we have <laughs> you around. <laughs> You'll be doing all the Twitter stuff and the Facebook and the YouTube and the MySpace and the oh, MySpace. Wait a minute! Just... <laughs> wow. How about uh... <laughs> the How about form spring? So until next time, I'm Marty Hogan. I'm Aaron Gallo, and I'm Eric Barry. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can check out our website at www.novacharter.com slash sfep. You can follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sfescapepod.